Well, look who finally came home. Welcome, everyone, episode number seven of Permits Fogcast. My name is Adis. Thanks very much for taking the time to tune in to the weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, yearly, bi-yearly Fogcast. I'm certainly glad you're here. It's been a hell of a long time. Nine weeks, to be exact, since my last Fogcast. Last one I did was the Aussie Rules episode with Dr. Attila Danko and the vaping bloody bogan and uh it's been a hell of a long time and uh i'm just gonna start off and briefly just say that i I apologize to all of you that feel that i've let you down or disappointed you know sometimes we tackle these projects we have a lot of passion determination a lot of ambition but sometimes life just ends up being full of twists and turns and we end up on another path it's as simple as that you know, it is life and we all encounter from time to time and some of us, we just handle distractions in different ways and I'm just no different. You know, the bottom line is though, is that I truly and sincerely love vaping. I love absolutely everything about it and uh, especially I love the community. I absolutely love what vaping also truly means to so many of us. I also love that people who share that same love also understand each other and are there for each other. You know, and although lately I've encountered some real life issues, I have friends that continue to support what it is I love to do. And I just can't thank those friends enough. TJ over there at Golf Tee Vapes, my very first guest on the podcast, My Vaping Story. The guy just continues to plug and plug and plug. And in return, I failed to join him on a show and just spend some time and hang out. And that's what it's truly all about. It's not an entertainment thing, you know, and, and for ratings or whatever on these shows. It, people do these for just hanging out with, with the people that uh, have the same passion and 
just want to hang out. And TJ's show is, is strictly about that. Yeah, you got to check it out if you haven't. TJ over at Golf T Vapes on YouTube. Amazing guy. Uh, cracks me up. He's funny as hell. And just a, a great guy. And uh, I'm, I'm honored and blessed to have crossed paths with him. Same with Fresh 03, and you know, great friend of TJ's. Fresh 03, another guy that's inspired me and uh, that I have a lot of respect and admiration for. Uh, big benefit to the community, helping people wherever he possibly can and ask for nothing in return. I, I just, I, I love Fresh 03. The guy is just an amazing guy, and, and um, I'm blessed and truly honored to have met him and cross paths with him as well. Same goes with Gizzard Stew, Yeti's uncle. Uh, Addy Tooney, Phenom, Harris Vapor, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. I, there's very few or very little that really irks me about the community. It's just such a tight-knit group of amazing people. Don from Adore Liquid. I've always admired Don for what I saw that she does within the community and how she's always involved with, with everybody and does a lot, gives a lot, gives a lot of her time, gives a lot of uh, just everywhere. Dawn is is the pillar of this community, this segment of our community. And, and I've had the honor and the pleasure and have been blessed with the opportunity to do some things with her lately and help her out a little bit. And in return, that helps me because I, I get a little further into the the depth of the community and I'm meeting a lot of other people through that channel as well. And I, I can't thank her enough. She's just absolutely amazing. And I, I love Dawn, she, everybody loves Dawn and that's, I understand why she's just an amazing, and, and the product she puts out, I, I can't say enough, you know, I've, talked about a few different products but there's nothing I was a fool an absolute fool for not getting ordering Adore products a lot sooner than I ever had the opportunity to try them and absolutely stunning and um, I encourage everybody we're going to talk about that in a segment later on in the show about supporting people like Don but I love you all and I thank you all for your continued friendship your love your encouragement to keep creating and keep on doing what it is that I love to do the most and that's to advocate and to educate and to help keep the vaping path paved for those that know nothing about its true benefits. You know, and like everyone else, I encounter bumps and turns in life's paths and there, there comes times when we all must take time out to evaluate the path that we're on to make decisions on how we're gonna navigate. Also, the older we get, uh, things in our lives change and we have to take time away from passions that we have and make decisions on what we're going to be doing next. And also, as we grow older, our health starts to take little turns and twists and it's just something that we have to adjust to as well. So I've been going through a series of tests trying to establish the cause of some health issues I've got. And it's the craziest thing. It started off as a periodic thing and now it's just got progressively worse and they just can't put their finger on it. It's every, every time I get up, every time I, from kneeling down to standing up or sitting down to standing up or laying down to standing up, 
I just get dizzy as hell and almost to the point. And I have gone down a couple times. But I'm only mentioning this because it's important to me that throughout all these tests and stuff to find out that the cause of my issues are not caused at all in any way, shape or form by vaping. And that's been established. My doctor has recorded dramatic improvements in my health since I started to vape and he's encouraged me to continue. Uh, I'm extremely eager about my next test that's coming up shortly, which is another respiratory exam. And I'm excited about this one because I had the same test done when I was diagnosed with COPD almost two years ago. And I will have the opportunity to actually compare the results. My doctor is going to give me both charts. So I've actually got the documented proof, which is something that's very exciting to me. Because I know how much better I feel in regards to that. And I know there's got to be some dramatic changes. And you know, taking time away from this incredible community doesn't mean that I love it or any one of you any less. It's just like I said, we all do things and handle things different. And sometimes things like depression, anxiety, and pressures of life just get in the way and clouds our way of thinking. And uh, I'm not gonna sit here and gripe anymore about this. I just want to kind of explain my absence and I, I just, you get a little bit down and I don't believe in bringing others down with my personal life. They're, every one of you have got your own issues and your own mountains to climb and, and I'm, I'm not gonna bum anybody out with my shit. So anyways, it's just a quick explanation where I've been, what's what's been going on and uh, and just know that I love you all. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to listen to the podcast. I appreciate and love everyone that takes the time to interact with me and keep me involved in the community and and show your appreciation for the things that I, I love to do. And you also have to know that your continued support and just listening does inspire me to keep doing it. But you know, with that being said now, during this downtime, I've had some time, a lot of time to think things out and I've made a very major decision in regards to the Fogcast. Now, in a lot of ways, it's not going to change a bit because what I've decided is that it's going to be a periodic thing. It's not going to be uh, what I set out to do initially with a, like a weekly podcast. So it pretty much like it is now, but I'm going to try my best to get out at least one, possibly two a month. And the reason I'm going to be doing this and making this change is... Um, I've been working on another idea for a podcast project and I'm going to fill you guys in completely on that on the next episode. The new project is definitely going to remain vaping related and we're going to head into a completely different direction though. And like I said, I'll fill you guys in on the, with the, all the details next episode and I promise it will not be two months from now. Okay, so enough about permits kayaking. Let's get this show on the road. There's lots and lots that's happened all over the world the last couple months. I'm not gonna go back and cover um, what's old news. So we're just gonna kind of pick up and start off with what's happening now. This episode, we're gonna cover some huge news on the Canadian vaping scene and the government, the federal government's involvement. There's some excitement in the air over that. Also, the lawsuit and the situation in the United States and the Cole Bishop Amendment. And also, we're going to talk about community and what it means to all of us and 
I'm hoping at some point over the next uh, the course of the next little while, I'm going to get some feedback from you guys so we can keep uh, keep p- pushing this idea. Also, we're going to do a little bit of a device debut. I was uh, sent a Tesla Stealth by Vapor Canada. We're going to talk about that and give you my thoughts. My vaping story returns this episode. It's been a while, and this one is phenomenal. Let me let me assure you of that one. And also, we're going to end it up with a permit to piss me off, per, where I'm going to rant about uh, some issues that's going on within the community. Even though I've kind of been away from uh, keep my face out there and my voice out there, I've been keeping up with what's going on. There's some things that are really getting under my skin, and we're going to talk about that. Let's kick off the return of the podcast with Worldwide Advocacy Tour segment. This segment is brought to you in part by Adore E-Liquid's Hazy Custard. Signature creamy layers of rich, elegant custard infused with fresh cracked hazelnut. It's topped off with a dollop of sweet vanilla pudding and it's available in 30 mil and 120 mil sizes and also available in easy to mix DIY concentrate for anyone outside the US. That's an incredible choice. And let me tell you, talk about easy to mix. I'm a DIY guy and that was the easiest and the best thing I think I've ever had the opportunity to put into my limitless and vape. It's just incredible. And while you're there, be sure to check out Addy's Yogurt 30 mil concentrates and they are available in concentrates only, but 100% of the proceeds, Don doesn't make a nickel off of that. All proceeds go directly to not blowing smoke as well. And Banana Bondage, which is my absolute favorite all time e-liquid, 50% of the sale price goes to not blowing smoke as well. Advocacy has never tasted so good. AdoreLiquid.com, incredible handcrafted e-liquids at incredible prices. Get in there and get some ordered today. All right, well, let's get rolling with things that are taken on uh, the front down in the U.S. of A. Uh, the long-awaited big, big horde battle got underway on the 11th. It's the real battle for the vapors. It got started and they had their day in court on Tuesday the 11th or let's just say perhaps the first of many days. Uh, attorneys representing Nick Peer Labs and the Right to Be Smoke Free Coalition faced off with Justice Department lawyers who spoke on behalf of the FDA in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia and each side summarized its arguments and answered questions from the judge presiding over the case, which is Judge Amy Berman Jackson, who was uh, rather busy, busy on the phone, apparently, previous to the case. Can you hear me? Who is it? Hey, turn the f***ing TV down. Who is it? Hello? Hello? Hello, it's your neighbor. My member? Your neighbor, you dumb oh, This is the neighbor? Yeah, your neighbor, the one, the paper you've been stealing. My paper. Your paper? Yes, my newspaper every morning that comes to my house, and you come over and take it and bring it to your house? Your paper? It's 50 cents every day, and I pay for the goddamn paper. 
I take your paper? Yeah, you take my paper. Why? I don't know why. That's why I'm calling you. I'm trying to find out why the hell you do something like that. Why you know that? Why you, you know I take it? Yeah, I know you take it. You want me to kick your ass? Why you know I take it? Yeah, you stop taking my paper. Otherwise, I'm going to kick some ass. Oh. I want you to go get the paper right now and read it to me because I don't know what the hell's going on in the world because I don't have a freaking paper. Motherfucker, fucker, shit, bitch. Hey, you don't talk to me like that. What's that, guy? You, you want a turbo, right? What? You want a trouble, right? You want I some know trouble? You want trouble? If you want trouble, I you got trouble. I, I got trouble right here waiting for you. You bring my fucking paper home now, and then you'll see, and then you'll see trouble. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You wrap that fucking paper up back the way it was, and you get it right outside right now. And you know what? I'll meet you. I'll meet you right in between our yards, and we're gonna we're going to throw some shit. Down. Hello. Hello. What are you calling? Why are you trying to change your voice? What are you calling? I know who this is. I would just want to get my newspaper back on a regular basis. All right. You want a newspaper? Yeah, I want my newspaper back. Yeah, just I'm, come in my house. And okay? I'm, I'm tired of playing with you. You don't want me in your house because I'll tear that thing now. apart. Police, come in my house now. You want me to come over there? Yeah. I'll kick your ass. I'll take my newspaper. Yeah. I can be over there in two seconds. All right. All right. Let's wait for you. Okay. How now? Okay. Yeah. Let's okay, go. Come in now. Okay. You keep the door unlocked, and I'll walk right in there. Just come in. Um, there was some. Um, let's just say less than knowledgeable people that thought maybe it was a great idea to uh, canvas the judge and uh, see if they could sway her her decision on anything and it was a bonehead move to say the least but at the same time i'm sure that i gotta admire the ones that did it for at least taking initiative to do something in the lines of advocacy but it was just you got to do your homework and you gotta you gotta focus your energy in the right direction um one of the things a lot of questions were asked and a lot, of, a lot of positive vibe from some of the members representing the vaping industry uh, seem to have relayed. It's, it's, not, it's not cut and dried and let's, let's face it guys, there's no possible way if you're sitting back and thinking, waiting for, for this lawsuit just to overturn things and to change things around, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen that way. What we're trying to, what we're, we've been trying to accomplish all along as a community, as an industry, is just to have the regulations ease. We, we all, we're, we're focused on the fact that they've overreached, the FDA has overreached, they've gone way too far with, with their regulations and we just want it to be reasonable. Everybody agrees there's got to be regulations, but it's got to be reasonable. And this is going to be a long, drawn out process. This is going to just go it over and over fresh explained it best on tj's show it's it's something that's just going to be uh, a repeat if somebody's not happy with the decision it's going to go to another court and so on and so on and so on until we get a final result the lawsuits by the plaintiffs nicopier labs uh, they're the makers of halo e-liquid and then they got the e-vapor coalition which is a huge alliance of 11 advocacy groups led by the right to be smoke free coalition i think it was june the end of june by judge amy berman jackson and the court date was set for october which started on the 11th 
Uh, two sets of lawyers spoke for the plaintiffs, laying out the vapor industry arguments, and then there was two lawyers on behalf representing the FDA as well. So in an article by Law360, the judge seemed skeptical about the vapor company's arguments and aimed most of her questions at Benjamin Block, who's a counsel representing Nicopier Labs, noting that Nicopier and the FDA agree that most of the vapor market consists of tobacco products that are subject to regulation. That is that they contain nicotine derived from tobacco. And she asked why the FDA should not keep its authority just because some consumers may use nicotine-free liquids. The e-cigarette wholesale distributors argued that Tobacco Control Act, the law that grants the FDA its deeming authority, does not give the agency the power to define product as tobacco based on its intended use. Benjamin Block was describing vaping devices when he said it's an open system. They're neither made from or derived from tobacco for human consumption. It's not subject to the regulation. Congress did not say, we are giving you the keys to the kingdom, you can do whatever you want, Benjamin Block had told the judge. The FDA counsel replied with, we're dealing with a plaintiff here whose name is Nicopier. Clearly their very reason for existing is to deliver nicotine to consumers. So Judge Jackson did challenge the government attorneys on the time required to produce studies that could satisfy a pre-market tobacco application or PMTA. Now, our buddy Dimitris, the Vaping Greek, uh, I follow him very closely, listen to all his podcasts, and uh, he was actually in the court on the 11th, and, and he represents the Tennessee Smoke Free Association, that's one of the coalition plaintiffs, and he thinks it's a potential point for our side. If the judge rules that the two-year window to submit a PMTA is insufficient, she might impose a different standard or throw out that part of the rule, he figured. All went as reasonable as possible, difficult to predict what the outcome is gonna be, but challenging questions from the judge for all parties is a very good indication of uh, a fair trial. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's it could be a long drawn out process. She does want a, an expedited resolution to the situation. However, we all know how our justice systems work in North America, and I don't think we can count on anything happening anytime too soon objection you cannot split pleas like that two bowls of split plea soup to go eh? <laughs> oh did you bleed nose may i remind you two idiots that this is a court of law he's the one to bleed nose i didn't do nothing one other thing that uh dimitri noted was that she didn't seem to understand the difference between open and closed systems and was misinformed about the size of the open system market um she has the typical outsider's view of a vapor wild wild west sort of thing and bathtub products containing who knows what and he thought that the attorneys should have taken some more time to demonstrate and instruct now on one of his podcasts recently i think it was his last one he was saying that he was sitting there and it was hard as hell because he he actually <laughs> cracked me up because he, He's listening to these guys and he wants to jump in. I mean, a guy knowing knowing his stuff and he wants to jump in and he's praying. He says, I was almost praying that the judge would look at me so I could answer the question. And uh, I guess it was pretty frustrating because there's a lot of, of important information that just wasn't being relayed by the lawyers on the coalition side. But uh, we're just gonna have to keep, uh, you know, 
keep doing what we got to do and, and keep people informed. And this is why we've always maintained that education is so drastically important. Um, the one thing the judge did ask too is whether a number of e-liquid companies that could not comply with the rules wasn't itself a point in favor of regulations. She also noticed that the predicate date of 2007 is required by the Tobacco Control Act and not subject to FDA discretion. She did say, I quote, I don't see the authority for the FDA to change a congressionally mandated compliance date. That is precisely why vapors and the advocates are working so hard to get the Cole Bishop Amendment included into the budget bill that Congress will pass later this year. Without a change to that predicate date, it's um, highly unlikely that the vaping industry will survive long enough to even fight for a long-term solution. Seriously, like separating e-cigarettes from the Tobacco Control Act. It's... Um, Let's get that. Let's, while we're on that topic, let's let's lay this foundation out. This is the the absolute only vehicle. Let's make this perfectly clear. The absolute only vehicle that we have remaining to help us to change that predicate date is the Cole Bishop Amendment. Forget HR twenty fifty eight. Don't ever let it even cross your mind anymore. It's done. The only vehicle is the Cole Bishop Amendment. That is what we've got to push. We have to contact representatives. They're out campaigning now. And realistically, guys, we have basically about two weeks remaining with, with this situation. And actually there's like six weeks, but realistically about two weeks for them to work on it. You got to get out now because they're eased off. They're, they're relaxed for the elections until the elections are done with. And once the elections are done with and everything goes back in, Congress goes back in, they're going to be getting that budget ready to present on the 9th of December. I, it's, I am for sure it's on the 9th of December. So basically there's your two week window. But now is a prime opportunity because all these representatives, government officials are out campaigning. Handwritten letters are still number one. Emails, got to do that, and phone calls as well. But now's an opportunity to get out, meet them hand to hand, face to face, and just get out there, say your piece. And, and very straightforward, we need you to support the Cole Bishop Amendment, and you can turn around and walk away. Just get that out. And if they ask questions, fine, but just get that out. It's important. to. And if you've done it, do it again. If you've done it twice, do it two more times. If you've done it four times, do it four more times. Get it out there as much as possible. It's seriously the only vehicle remaining. And if we don't get that predicate date changed, forget it. You've probably heard by now that I believe it's Philip Morris has purchased the right to the egos. That tells you right there, they're banking on that that's what's going to be the standard and they're gonna try to monopolize on that. So get out there, get your asses involved, put all the fun part of vaping aside for a couple weeks and get out and just campaign your ass off. Forget about the who, which one of these goons is gonna win the election, just get down there and do your part if you really, truly, really wanna keep vaping alive. It's the only thing that can be done. And that's about all I can really stress on that. So 
going back to the court case real quick here and the you know her questioning the length of time it, it could take for studies for the PMTA process and not maybe the judge will force the FDA to give the uh, PMTA applicants more time uh, and if this means a couple extra years before small companies are killed well so be it it won't solve the problem only Congress can stop the slow motion destruction of the market so it's very very important to get out and talk to your representatives if you got to start from the bottom of the ladder and work your way up do so it's important guys I, I'm I sound serious and 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 as a Canadian guy sitting here telling you what you got to do down there and when you know we're, we're in a little bit better light as far as vaping goes and we're going to get into that right away too but it doesn't matter I'm part of a global community of vapors and this community means the world to me I, I and it world means the world to so many but we all have to do our part every single one don't just sit back for a moment and think that it's gonna there's enough people taking care of it, it it's just because you've thrown in 10 20 100 a thousand bucks into uh, supporting the the court case uh, you just can't sit back there's no sitting back on a cold winter night it's like sitting in front of the the wood stove waiting for heat well nothing's gonna happen until you get your ass up and put some some wood in that stove you know and as we wait for judge Jackson's decision as to whether she's gonna hear the trial or not um, and that's not even gonna happen anytime really soon Vapor should be doubling down and push for the uh, predicate date change. That it says that right in the, one of the articles I read. You got we got to do that. Dimitri, go listen to Dimitri, the Vaping Greeks podcast on Smoke Free Radio. The, he's right there, and he tells it like it is. And he's been saying for six months or a year that forget the 2058, go for the Cole Bishop, and look what's happening. You know, and people shut him down. Got a lot of respect for that man. He's, he's an amazing dude. We need to continue to share the August 8th.org link with friends, family, and smokers that you might run into at work and whatnot. Uh, speak to non-vapers about the FDA's overreach. Write letters to the editor of local newspapers and contact your own house members and senators. Those are the things that are gonna have the real effect. That's all, all we can do. Don't sit back and wait and don't phone the judge. We just cannot sit back and wait for this judge or any judge to save us. It's not gonna happen. Like she said right in that statement, she can't overrule what Congress has set up. She, you know, it has to be them. So we have to get out and get as many politicians and representatives involved and understand us as possible and educate educate them let them know that an ego pen didn't do it for you when you first started if that was the case like me and and fresh and and, a, and so many others that technology didn't work why step backwards make the call talk to someone who doesn't understand just do it i'm gonna i'm gonna go over that segment one more time just to make it perfectly clear the things that are gonna have the real effect Double down on the push for the predicate date change with your representatives. They're campaigning out there. Get out there and meet them. Pay attention to where these rallies and these speeches and shit are being talked or hosted and get out there and do it. Take your vape, get out there and do it. And share the august8th.org link with as many people as possible. Friends, family, coworkers, 
guy at the the gas station counter, the guy at 7-Eleven, whatever the case may be, just share it, talk to them, tell them that we're being screwed over by the FDA's overreach and it's a travesty. It's It's an invasion on your rights. Write letters to the editor of local newspapers, get the media involved, contact your house members and senators, just do that. Enough about that, that's a bit of a, I'm gonna classify that as a bit of a permit to piss me off and touching on what's going on down there, but that's the crucial part, folks. There's there's a lot of other things going on as well, but that's the crucial part. So now that we got that out of the way, let's move on to the land of Moose Knuckles. Okay, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going, eh? All right, so if you love vaping, move to Canada, it's a beauty way to go. If you remember a few podcasts ago, if you haven't listened to it, you can go back. Canada uh, leads the way in vaping or something like that. It's got in the headline and um, went over the bright future outlook from the Canadian government on the vaping situation. A lot of times, you know, with whatever the U.S. does, Canada kind of follows suit, but. Uh, in this case, I'm surprised that they've taken a completely different stance and completely the opposite direction. And let me just stress this fact here. This is what education can do. Educate, advocate. Those two words are a prime example in this case. Just a quick summary of what we spoke about in that podcast. The Canadian government got together with the Canadian Vaping Association and had several sessions. There was juice manufacturers, there was device manufacturers, there was advocacy groups, the Canadian, there was uh, doctors and there was a lot of discussion and basically what happened was the Canadian government and Health Canada got educated on what vaping is truly about and the benefits that it has. Now, yes, we are a socialized healthcare system and it is our government's best interest to have healthier citizens. However, they are very open to this and it's it's really, uh, it, it's really turned into a good thing. Now, the government announced recently that it plans to introduce its legislation later this fall to regulate vaping. And I'm uh, assuming that's gonna be within the next month or, or so, sometime before the end of the year anyways. Even my buddy Jay down at the Vape Depot, he was one of the co-founders of the UVRA, the United Vaping Retailers Association. And uh, he put out a call to action uh, form that he wanted you to go down and fill out, which I thought was a phenomenal idea. And I went down and filled mine out and it had some great questions on there. Basically, you know, how long have you been vaping and what kind of, you know, is it something that's helped you? Do you, you like having the choice, you know, with flavors and and how long has it been without a cigarette? How do you feel? Things of that nature. So it's information feedback that he can get sent back to the government. And there was a stack. There was a huge stack of these forms, and I was I was really pleased to see that. Uh, Jay's a phenomenal guy. I mean, he's a huge inspiration to me, and I want to get down and and spend a little. We're going to talk a little bit with Jay here in a while. So Health Canada is. is stepped into the limelight the last couple days and released a few teasers and it does look very positive. They said that 
They're looking to protect both the young people from nicotine and allow adult smokers to use vaping as a quit smoking aid or as a potentially less harmful alternative to tobacco. And in a statement, the department said that it also is renewing the federal tobacco control strategy for one year to give the federal government enough time to develop a new long-term plan. The strategy was introduced in 2001, and I think it was about four years ago that it was renewed last. And the health minister, Jane Philpott, is going to host a national forum early next year to discuss the future of tobacco control in Canada. And I think it was last Tuesday, she was in an interview and said that Canadians will be pleased with the federal government as they are proceeding with the regulatory standards for e-cigarettes and vaping. She said also that it's a challenging area because for one thing, they're lacking adequate evidence to completely understand the risks and benefits of e-cigarettes. And they do acknowledge that one of the things that needs to be done is to increase that evidence. And she did say that there's both you know, potential benefits and harms. And that's something that we all know as well. But it's just, it's fantastic to me that they acknowledge this and are just not turning a blind eye to it, you know? And this is where I feel strongly that Canada could possibly and most definitely be the, the world leader in influencing other countries to change their thinking, their way of thinking. Looking to get wired this weekend? Check out the Getting Wire Monster Coil Extravaganza! Get yourself set up for as little as $5! The biggest coil extravaganza to hit the vaping community arena in over a decade! C-Sex superstars as the staggered Fuse Clapton! The Tank Track Coil! The Stainless Steel Fuse Clapton! The Twisted Compound! Special appearances by the out-of-this-world Alien Coil. Get to YetiWire.com and order by Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. If not, you can still order Monday to Saturday. Pop in a Yeti Wire coil in your RDA and make huge clouds absolutely free. Get yourself to YetiWire.com. Check it out today. Must be 18 years of age purchase. Let's do a little bit of a segment on device debut. Now I've been, you know, out of the loop as far as my podcast goes for the last couple of months, so I'm a little behind on this. Uh, I was graciously sent a Tesla Stealth from Vapor Canada. My friends Samantha and Chris over at Vapor Canada in Calgary, VaporCanada.ca, sent it to me to uh, look over and review, and I've been neglecting to get at it and I finally want to do it. I'm going to start with the Fogcast. I'm going to do a written blog with some pictures and who knows, Permit might even do a review on a video. I, I, I don't know about that, but <clears throat> maybe I can pay like fresh to do it or something. Anyways, this Tesla, this Tesla Stealth, it's a very cool little idea. I, I, I'm kind of intrigued by it in a way. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of give you my thoughts on it in a bit. It's very tiny. The tank sits in the side. Uh, the 510 connector is on the side, so your tank sits down. So basically, you can hide this thing in your hands. 
The thing that intrigues me about this little thing is it's got a 2200 milliamp LiPo battery. It, what it does is it outputs voltage based on the resistance of your coil with a maximum output of 100 watts. And the main feature of it is that it's the ability to hide tanks up to 22 and a half millimeters in diameter and provides an easy to use stealth vaping setup. All it's got is just a fire button. That's it. Five clicks on, five clicks off and press it to fire. And that's it. There's no window. There's no way to control it. I, I'm intrigued by the chip being able to read the resistance and fire it accordingly. It's amazing. It's uh, 49 and a half by 25 by 70 millimeters. It only weighs 145 grams. Uh, like I said, 2200 milliamp inner lipo and maximum is 100 watts 4.2 volts at 40 amps minimum resistance on it is 0.1 ohms it's got a, a neat way of of indicating the voltage on it if it's 3.2 to 3.7 volts on your battery it's gonna your there's a little light around the button it'll fire in red and if you're up over 3.7 volts, up to 4.2 volts, it's gonna fire in blue. It's pretty cool that way. And it's got an over puffing protection and a low, volt, uh, low voltage protection as well. Atomizer short circuit protection and charging protection. Pretty unique little device, kind of hard to, to do a proper review over uh, something like a podcast, but my thoughts on it are, I was intrigued when I saw it. Um, it's very cool. It's great for like out being out and about. It's kind of an outdoorsy type thing. It's, it, it seems like it's it's built very sturdy and and there's nothing really that can break. I'm sure that the paint can chip on it or, or something at one point, but nothing's mine's held up substantial. And the only problem, well, there's a couple problems I find with it. Number one, number one. You know, I have my Conqueror, which I love. I've always loved it, but you know, I've moved on to the Limitless Plus and the iJoy Combo, and periodically I use the uh, Griffin 25, but so they're useless in this mod for sure, because you can only fit a 22 millimeter tank in there. And the other thing that really kind of irked me was no matter how you try to adjust your tank it always seems like the airflow one side of the airflow gets locked in at the back and it just it disrupts your airflow and I, I've loosened it a little just so I got my airflows on the sides and I'm, I'm just not very comfortable with it not with the with the tank not being secured down properly and tight right so uh, just charges, you know, via USB and it's kind of a cool little thing. I'm just finding that I'm not using it as often or as much as I had thought that I would have and would have liked. But when I'm taking Daytona out for a walk or something, I'll throw my Conqueror in there, fill it up and away I go and I got something nice that I can just carry in my hand, especially now with, you know, the colder you know the colder season kicking in and having to wear some gloves here and there it's kind of a nice thing you don't have to have any adjustments you have to worry about uh anything like that it's 
it, it's a cool little device. Uh, it's, um, I'm not going to go as far as saying I'm recommending because I, th- I know since these have come out, a lot of things have moved. Uh, you know, every, everybody seems to be in the bigger uh, atomizers, bigger drippers and whatnot, the 24s, the 25s. But if you do use a 22.5 and you need a, something for, you know, work, if you're construction, something like that, I think it'd be a great little device to have for, for daily use for sure. So that's it. That's my take on the Tesla Stealth 100 watt brought to you by Vapor Canada, located in Calgary, 104th Avenue, Southwest on the third floor. And they are open Monday to Friday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And they're closed holidays and weekends. Do check them out, vaporcanada.com. Tesla Stealth right now going for $59.99. This is Andy Tooney, and I love Permits Podcast. So let's just talk a little bit about our community. When I started vaping in 2010, early 2011, the community was very, very, very small. And I think at that time, the main source of community interaction was, I think it was pretty much just ECF, the e-cigarette forums. And there was differences, opinions and whatnot, but it was fairly small. And for the most part, a lot of people got together and there was also uh, something that cropped up. It was, I think it was like Vapors TV or something along that lines. And I remember like tuning in, you know, joining up and, and tuning in and watching these grassroots type vaping shows. They were, basically a lot like a lot like the live shows that we see now on YouTube and stuff but some of the egos were massive and it was a lot of drama and stuff and I thought you know what I, I I'm I'm not going to get involved in that kind of stuff I just don't find the need we have enough stresses in our everyday life why get involved in in stuff like that where we're going to get triggered off and pissed off and stressed out about things we don't even need to be pissed off and stressed out about so when I got back into vaping uh, over a year ago, I came across a place in my travels called, uh, some of the reviewers that I'd come across on YouTube were talking about my Vaporium, the Vaporium. And uh, a phenomenal little community and it, it always has been. And now I kind of drew away from it and it wasn't for any reason other than the fact that I was just, doing other things but overall the the community that I've always been involved with and the people that I've been surrounded with have always meant a lot to me and I was inspired by guys like Fresh 03 I was inspired by guys like Grim Greens and things of that nature that they're spreading a message that that's positive. I was gradually seeing how much better I was doing with my health and my life through vaping. And it's something I wanted to do too. But for whatever reason, I I wasn't really interested in, in reviewing products and stuff. Yeah, it would have been cool to be getting stuff from these manufacturers and whatnot, but it wasn't that that triggered me. It was how can I learn this and pass it on to people that don't know any different? That's what I want to do. And the community's always meant a great deal to me. And I've always had some 
pretty big time respect for for several involved in the community. But one guy in particular was Phenom Vapes in New York. I always heard people talking about this Phenom. I'd see him on some live shows. I go to his YouTube channel and the guy's got like two or three videos up and he's one of them he's just walking around talking vaping away and walk around New York and it was it was a cool video but I just always admired how the guy carried himself and apologetically a couple months back I had the distinct opportunity to actually sit down and have an interview with him and talk to him and I gained a hell of a lot more respect for the guy he's just an amazing dude I, I thought he was very cool well in the past week or so you probably have heard by now that there was some pretty bad stuff that went on within the community. And I'm not going to sit and elaborate or, or, or discuss that. That's not the purpose of, of this point. The point is how valuable our community and its members truly are, and especially when dust has settled in a situation and you realize just how fortunate we are to have individuals around such as phenom i'm struggling a bit with this segment because it's it's basically what happened was there was some stuff that went down and phenom was in the in the midst of it and what took place was a really big letdown to a lot of members but Phenom took the situation and turned it into something massive as far as levels of respect go and just renewed our faith in humanity for the most part. That's the way I accepted it. That's the way I interpreted it. Without going into detail, he hosted a live stream on YouTube and you can go check it out and you'll find out what it is that I'm talking about if you're at all interested. But the guy took the weight of the world on his shoulders when he could have just walked away from everything and said, screw it. But his love and his passion for the community and you're going to hear this firsthand in just a few moments but his love and his passion for the for the community was his focus point phenom ronnie dude you uh have helped pull me out of a major slump ever since that stream the other night I've uh, pulled my head out of my ass and quit worrying so much about what it is I'm gonna do and just get out and do what I love to do and I thank you for that I sincerely thank you and why I'm telling you all this is because I host the segment on a, on the podcast of my vaping story and two months ago, I had the pleasure, as I said, to sit down and interview Phenom. Part of my guilt, part of my 
depression too was the fact that I was letting I knew I was letting people down because this guy took time out of his busy schedule to sit down and talk to me and then I don't do anything with it and it was never my intention it's just the way that it went but I and I meant nothing by it but the funny part was is when I started to come back around and get myself motivated to get back involved and do other things and and reach back out to the you guys that I love so much and the reason I do this this podcast is with the situation that took place I had sat down and edited and had his interview ready to go on this podcast and I had heard that with based on what took place he had left the community and it sucked because as you're going to hear in this interview 75% of what he talks about is the community that he loves so much that he had got to a point that he was ready to walk away from and I was crushed over this because it's such a great interview but how the hell am I going to present this now and edit all that out it's going to be like a two and a half to three minute my vaping story (laughs) which would have just sucked I mean it wouldn't suck because it's phenom but the guy created his on screen persona phenom vapes and has at the time he created it he had no idea just how incredibly phenomenal he really is I thank you for what you did brother I thank you for taking that massive weight and just the way you handled it all a lesser man would have just said fuck it and turned around and walked away but because you you know you love the community so as much as you do I know how I'm not going to say I know how it feels I can't say that because I have no idea what it would have been like to be in your position but I know how much I love this community and how much it would crush me and how much it would just pain me to have to do what you had to do because you had close brotherly friends involved and you're a humble guy you don't want the team the hashtag team phenom and, and buddy soak it in you deserve it I truly, truly gained a massive, massive, massive amount of respect for you as not only a fellow vapor, but as a human being. And I'm blessed and truly honored to have crossed paths and to be able to call you a friend. Thank you for all you do for this incredible industry and community. My name is Phenom. This is my vaping story and my vaping journey. Unfortunately, uh, right off the bat, you know, it's nothing dramatic. It's nothing, you know, life-changing, something like amazing. Like there was nothing drastic that's ever physically happened to me. Um, Just like everything else, you know, I saw a cool little toy um, sitting at the office one day and, uh, one of the, one of the girls that I work with, one of the sales chicks went down and got me, um, one of those blue cigs. 
And, you know, they all wanted me to quit smoking. I was, I'm pretty, I was pretty much the last, the only person in the office that actually smoked. So, you know, they saw me coughing at one point, just, I, I got sick a lot. So one of the girls went down to the bodega, bodega in Times Square. So it was like a $30 blue cig. Uh, they got me a blue cig, brought it upstairs. I unpacked it. I thought it was a cool little device. You know, you got that nice little blue light in, in the front, you know, and uh, I was puffing away. Um, and I thought it was a cool little thing, but it never really satisfied me. Um, I thought it was just a little toy for in the office. I, I can actually do donuts with a blue cig. I can't do donuts with a vaporizer. Um, so from the blue cig, you know, a couple of weeks after that passed, um, I went on my trip out to Milan and, you know, out in Europe, everybody freaking smokes out there. Holy crap. But I did come across a couple of guys that worked for the, for the exchange that were vapors. And, you know, I was instantly attracted by, just like everybody else, the, the scent of the vape. Um, it was very uh, sweet. It was very, you know, it was, it was just very welcoming. And, you know, when you have to compare it, you know, smelling like an ashtray or smelling like strawberries, you know, chicks are going to love strawberries, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, I asked the guy a couple, a couple of questions. And, all right, all right, nothing too crazy. It was just small talk. Um, coming back to the States, um, a couple weeks after that, I just decided was bored one weekend, looked into, um, you know, this entire vaping thing. Um, so I looked around, searched the web, found a vape shop, uh, right by my apartment, um, vape NY, I believe it was. So I ventured over to the vape shop and I remember it was April 13th. I had just finished eating Boston market <laughs> for myself. It was exactly around 12.20 p.m. I had six Newports left, smoked my, last, uh, smoked my last one right outside the vape shop, walked right in, <clears throat> and, you know, just said, hey, guys, you know, just, you know, just started looking into this stuff, you know, wanted to try it out. And not for nothing, when I was looking it up, I just thought it was another cool gadget for me to walk around with, just like that blue cig, except bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't actually, you know, me wanting to quit. Honestly, I didn't have high expectations to stick to this thing and like quit smoking. But, you know, I met this guy, Ruben, who was very loyal to the shop, super nice guy. And he was, he, I, I literally sat there and spoke with him for about two and a half, almost three hours. He went through every single thing. He, I just, I just threw out random things like the silver bullet. I saw the Pravari. I saw this, that all on the web. And he would just spit back, you know, this is for this type of, this type of vapor, this type of smoker, you know, you need to use this, that, and the other thing. And he even had, he, Ruben used to commute to work, uh, well, now, since he started vaping and stopped smoking, he's now able to commute to work using a, his bicycle. So he took his bike to work every single day, and his ride is about 30, 45 minutes on the bike. That's a long time to be on a bicycle. And he's a big boy, not for nothing. But if he can do it, I'm like, oh, my God, that's pretty cool. So, you know, he got into the devices. He carried about seven or eight devices. So this dude, maybe he's the reason why I have the mods I have today, because he made it seem like it's okay to walk around with eight mods every day. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's showing me everything from, so this was back in 2015. So at the time, I think it was like uh, the DNA 40s were the hottest thing out there at the time. And he went through every single thing. He even had 200 watt devices, the um, vi uh, Vicious Ant, uh, I forgot which one it was, but it was the 200 watt LiPo box. Um, 
and he just basically went through every single one, lined them up for me, went from the smallest to the biggest, told me why each one is beneficial. And, you know, then we basically got into what I needed to use. So I said, well, I don't want the little pen because it was not satisfying. I had a blue SIG. So he didn't turn me on to any of the spinners or anything. He basically gave me the um, MVP3. Not the Pro, just the MVP3. And that was a 30-watt uh, device. He told me I could use to charge my cell phone, <laughs> which is great. Okay. And then uh, the Nautilus Mini, that's what he gave me. That was my starter set. And, you know, at the time, I was about a pack and a half, two packs a day, uh, depending on what I was doing. Uh, so I started off at 18 milligram. And I figured I'd try something that I was familiar with, like coffee. So he gave me the coffee flavor, and he t told me that uh, maybe I should try something sweet as well. I don't know if he was trying to upsell me or not, because that shit was expensive. <laughs> so but I got another bottle of, like, fruit punch or something random. Um, so off I go, last smoke. And I told myself I would actually... I would really, really try at least for a week or two to substitute my smoking with vaping. So... I would vape out, out of the place. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. All right, whatever. And then, uh, you know, go home. Every time I had that urge, especially after, you know, eating, you know, your morning, your morning dump or sex, I guess may or may not be in that order, <laughs> you would pick up your cigarette. So I would su supplement the cigarette to satisfy that urge. I would hit the, my, my, my box mod or you know, my little Nautilus Mini, as many times as possible until it went away. Like, I would hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, until I would get dizzy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, man, this is not that good. But, you know, I stuck with that for, like, I don't know, the first two weeks. But the day after, I, when I got home and the day after, I started researching, you know, the box mount that I got, what its capabilities are, what its functions are, what else I could do with it, um, just because that I'm, I'm very nosy and I'm, I, I like to tinker. I like to take it to a certain extent. I don't want to break things apart like Daniel does, right? I don't have that patience, nor do I have that skill or that ability. <laughs> so I, I just like seeing what's out there. And it turns out the shop that I went to just completely ripped me off, like completely ripped me off. I, I, I almost spent $200 for an MVP3, an, uh, a tank, a Nautilus Mini, and two bottles of juice, two 15 mil bottles of juice, not 30, 15, house brand on top of all that. So like bang, bang, bang. I'm like, God damn it. I totally got had. So then I started going on the web, look for another vape shop by me. So this was in Chinatown. I should have known better. I went, I remember that I was, uh, so I quit, I think on a Saturday or Sunday, but either way, the first day back at work was Monday. Uh, after work, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hit up this vape shop. So I go to Chinatown, go to the back of this, this like gift shop. And then all like this, uh, his nephew has a, a little vape section. So I went to the vape section, checked it out. He said, Oh, my nephew's not here, but I could try to help you or I could call him to bring him. So I, f I felt like he was an honest person. He's like, wait here, wait here. I'll get him to come. I'll get him to come. Ah, don't worry about it. Let me just see what's out there. So I was so hooked on this, on this setup. I wanted the, the regular Nautilus. I'm like, yeah, I want a big boy Nautilus. Knowing, not knowing it's going to be the exact same thing, just a bigger tank. I'm like, oh, I want a big boy Nautilus. So I got my big boy Nautilus, and then he told me the price. He told me the price was like 50 bucks or something. I'm like, hold on. So now, thinking I'm slick, I'm like, look at this website. It says that it's only $32. 
He goes, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll give it to you for 32, 32. I'm like, no, I understand. You guys got to make money in the city, whatever. I'll pay, I'll pay the 50. Then I go home, unpack it, get it all set up. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, huh, the box feels different. The, the felt inside the box feels different. And the, the metal, the metal on the actual tank feels different. I'm like, what the fuck? It was a fucking clone. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I got had again. Holy shit. I'm like, wow, this vaping is not working out for me. So I was like, I was looking it up. I'm like, God damn it. I got had and I still have it. I have, I didn't even bother filling that thing. I was so pissed at myself for getting like duped. Things happen. Now I, then I, then that introduced me to like the world of clones. So everybody that thought I didn't have any clones, I actually own a clone of the Aspire Nautilus and I still have it. And I, I have it with pride because that then flicked a switch in my head that said, I have to do a ton more research on when I want to get vape gear. So with armed with that new knowledge, I spent hours and hours. And this is when I started seeing the reviewers, right? This is when I started looking, who's the first one? Obviously the Rip Trippers, the Grim Greens, the Suck My Mods, Twisted 420. Twisted 420 was my favorite, you know, when he did vape reviews not this new thing that he's doing, but I still love him. He's got a great heart. And, you know, I was always looking forward to his daily videos, always looking forward to his daily videos. And so I'm like, oh, wow, he, he's rocking this, rocking that. Then I started going into past videos. Then I started going into past videos of everybody else's. So this started consuming all of my free time. Like, I'm talking about I'm staying up till like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning doing absolutely nothing other than clicking on YouTube videos. That's it. So... Over the course of the next two days, I think it was a Wednesday. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. I found another vape shop. So now I found a legitimate site that said, here are all the legitimate vape shops. I went to the vape shop, and uh, it's, it was by West 4th. So West 4th, I used to work by. I knew the area pretty well. And it turns out it was right around, um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the West 4th uh, basketball court. That's where a lot of famous people used to play. Um, so I go in the vape shop. And now keep in mind, I'm still rocking I didn't rock the Nautilus regular. That one is sitting in my desk, in, in my archive somewhere. I'm keeping that as a reminder never to get had again. But I had my Nautilus Mini and my MVP3. This big ass sharp box that had ripped my pantsuits, uh, my suit pants, sorry, uh, like two days ago because it had those jagged corners. Um, so I'm walking in there. I'm like, yeah, this is my setup right now. You know, I kind of wanted to see what else was out there. And <laughs> then she gives me, uh, she was pretty cute, this rocker chick. She hooks me up with um, uh, the Kangertech Subtank Nano on top of an iStick, iStick 30. And I'm like, is this little girly setup? Like, really? Like, look at what I got. I got a big black box compared to this little iStick 30. And she's like, no, just don't worry, just try it. Hold on. So she primes my cotton. This is when she she started introducing me to flavors. She's like, you know, you know, coffee and that is all well good. But like, what 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 type of other flavors do you like? I'm like, hmm. I, this is when I said first said peanut butter. I do love peanut butter. So she gave me peanut butter. It was um, fracture. Um, I forgot what brand it was. I think the, whether the whether fracture was the brand or the flavor, but she put that in there. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So I took a, a small vape because remember, you have to prime the coils. You have to wrap it up slowly. So it started at 10 watts. Uh, was it? Yeah, around 10 watts, 15, 20 watts. I'm like, holy shit, like all this vapor's coming out. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking awesome. This little device is fucking cool. 
man, after that, my mind was blown. I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever, ever. Mind you, like at this, at this point in time, I'm still like craving, you know, cigarettes every time. So every time I used to go down, so I work in an office that where I can't vape. So I would go downstairs. I would still have my pack of Newports on me. So I, so truth be told, I carried my pack of Newports, the six Newports for like three months as like a safety blanket. So I would go downstairs whenever I had that urge and take a couple of hits. Now, no longer the hits until I got a headache, but like at least one, relax, two, relax, three, relax. And it's usually around three or four that I'm good. And I would do that on a daily basis. And now I had this cool new sub tank, fucking sub tank nano on my iStick 30, silver, silver, matchy, matchy, bling, bling. I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. That, I don't, after that one little setup, it went fucking insane for me. Now I'm going online looking for everything, everything and anything, every box mod, highest wattage, you know, every single sub mount. That they, they gave me the definition of a sub tank, you know, less than one ohm. I'm like, oh, sub tank. What else is there? Sense. They got the Sense, uh, Heracles, and there's the uh, um, Aspire Nautilus. Uh, yeah, Atlantis or Nautilus. I forgot which one. But uh, yeah, the first sub tank. And I was going just nuts. And I got, I started buying everything. And now, granted, you know, it seems kind of silly, but at the same time, like I have my own way of thinking. It's like, if I'm financially invested in something, I usually try that much harder to get, to, to get that done, right? So not only am I financially invested at this point, but I'm also trying out different things. So it's never a dull moment for me, right? There's never a dull moment, ah, I had this tank, this mod, boring, let me go back to smoking. It was always something new. I was always unpacking something, you know, this, that, and the other. So that kept me on it. Then I was like, ah, I hit a plateau. I was like, ah, where am I going now? Then I came across, who was it? I think it was, uh, Heathen was the one that told me about myvaporium.net. So I ran up in there, you know, want to see what it was about. Let me, let me interact with other quote unquote vapors, right? Because I had no friends that smoked. So there were going to be no friends to convert. So there would be no vapors for me to associate with. So let me hang out with internet people, right? I haven't done this since I was like a teenager. So let me do it now. <laughs> so I went to myvprom.net, you know, just did a couple of, um, did a, did a couple of posts, a couple of hand checks, and it was very receptive, very warming, very welcoming, right? Then there was that G spot. Ooh, I'm like, oh, G-Spot, huh. This is taking like this online internet person thing to a whole different level. Um, now, mind you, like I live in the city, so I, I go out a lot. Um, I never, never thought I would need like a virtual connection with somebody because I would, why do something on the computer where you could do it in real life? That was my, my, my thinking. But I was like, I don't, know, like, I don't have any vapors, so I'm gonna have to reach out through the internet and find internet's peoples that have the same interests as me. Uh, at least I'll start my little circle of friends that way. So I, I, I rolled up into the G-spot and uh, Jeff S and Dirty were there. And we're just talking, you know, bullshitting. And I, now mind you, this was already a month in or a month and a half in since I, since I started vaping. So like I said, there was a, that instant obsession after day three. So by this point, I probably had a dozen mods. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about like, you know, the SX Mini, uh, the Segeli 150, the IPv3LI, this, that, and the other thing. And so I had a fair amount built up. And <laughs> I remember Dirty was there, hey, buddy, how's it going? Where are you from? This, that, and the other thing. You know, the normal thing that we do now with all the new members that join in today. And <laughs> he's like, oh, you got that? 
Oh, you got that too? Oh, you, wow, you got a lot of stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I go, yeah, I just started vaping, so I figured I want to learn a bit more before I go overboard. He's like, uh, dude, you're way overboard. <laughs> but that was my first interaction, and they were just so helpful. They would, and I remember, like, one of the first days I started going on G-Spot, they were doing, um, what were they in the middle of? Oh, the firmware upgrades for the SX Mini had just come out. And the G-Spot was essentially, like, like a, a help center for everybody. Dirty was walking people through, like, you know, connecting to the computer, installing the software, doing the updates, troubleshooting the updates, rebooting the devices, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, oh, man, I want to help out with this. So I started helping as well. So I jumping on the G-Spot day and, uh, more, more and more. And, you know, G-Spot is one of those things when you first – when you first get into it and you have a good experience, now, mind you, fair warning, there are a lot of people now on the G-Spot, so we're working to, to, to filter that out. And, you know, some people have had a bad experience only because the, at the time they walk in, there was some sort of discussion going on. Yeah, at this time, there was no more than, let's see, three or four people on the G-Spot. And we were helping everybody. Started coming on more and more. I even started going into the G-Spot from work. <laughs> it was like that. I was going into G Spot from the the desk in my office and just bullshitting with these guys. And you know, day in day out, you would still be with these people, and you you develop a real friendship. I won't say friendship because it really is a friendship. I care about a lot of these guys, like my true friends that I've known for you know most of my life. It, it's just crazy. Like so, when I said that I didn't have anything like dramatic happen to me to to continue vaping. This was the linchpin. This is what made me want to stay away from cigarettes and continue to vape. It's the community that, that, that I've stumbled across, right, that's so helpful. Like, you would never find a community like this anywhere else, and no matter what. At least I have it, personally. So, I mean, that then just started this whole thing. Like, I mean, then we started getting Fluffy and Heavy and Fagin and Mike and... Oh my God, there's just a million and one people that, that started coming across. And, you know, this was, um, what was it, mid-2015, mid like Q, Q2, Q3 of 2015. And, you know, it went from a very small 30-user site to over 1,000 users before the half-year marker. I mean, it's just exploded. And, and we, a huge thank you goes to the reviewers that are out there. They love the site as much as I did. And they love the G-Spot as, as much as I did because Mark used to be in there 24-7. Like, his videos dropped off the face of the map. Like, he was Brian when he was on G-Spot. Like, there was no videos coming out. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the community, that, that's, that's kind of what kept me going. And when I said, you know, the three months that I carried my Newports, and it was just a safety blanket. Every time I had that urge, I would, you know, pick up my, my, my setup whatever the rig was. It doesn't matter whether it be regulated, mod, whatever. I mean, that's kind of what kept me going, right? And then coming home to talk about more vape stuff, right? Then they started talking about like all the new devices that are coming out because obviously, you know, once version one pops out, version two is only two weeks away. And like the comparison between the two, and it was like just a constant, constant onslaught of product that you immerse yourself in that you just completely forget about cigarettes. And after the third month, I mean, I was literally like, there's no point. I still have my Newport somewhere in this pile of stuff here. <laughs> I keep it as a memento, just like I kept the, uh, the clone, uh, 
Uh, oh, it was uh, Atlantis. Sorry, it was the Atlantis that I had. Atlantis Mini, and I bought the Atlantis clone. Then I upgraded to the Nautilus. But yeah, I mean, the community is amazing. I love the people that we met. I mean, the events. I mean, you would see the pictures, the events. I mean, we've really developed a bond, and, uh, and I love that. Out of everything that I've done in vaping, out of everything that I have, it's the community that really, like, drives me. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, the regulations are not, we're still human. We still want to help. We still have the best intentions at heart. So I'm not going to say fuck fuck the FDA or anything like that. I'll say do what's right. And if you have to suffer consequences, at least you're a better person for doing so. Preach, don't teach. I mean, you know, people are more optimistic about certain things when you're communicating at a one-to-one level. Don't try to convey your knowledge of what's right and what's wrong. Just give your own, your own personal experience, like the way we're doing now in your podcast. Like this is how I've learned in my way of, in my vaping journey, right? It's constant learning from others. So I encourage everybody to do the same thing, whether they're beginning vapors or advanced vapors or, you know, just transition smokers, just tell your story. People can, people can tell when you're genuine. They don't want a sales pitch. I hate sales pitches. You absolutely got to love that man's laugh. What a guy. What an inspiration. We're, we're all truly blessed to have him as part of this community and hope that anybody out there that's listening in and uh, just thinking about getting off the smokes and looking into vaping, let's hope that that story is an inspiration to you as well. Community, that's what it's all about, guys. We're all in this together and there's no reason for the fighting and the separation and the division. We all have one common bond. We were all able through vaping, through the community, through supporting one another and being respectful to one another, able to break that enslavement, that entrapment of the big tobacco killing machine. And we've got that to be proud of love one another and look after each other's best interests. That is the message. Thanks very much to Phenom once again for taking the time out to spend some time with us here on the Fogcast. And if you'd like to get on and join me on the Fogcast, just drop me an email, permitthefog at gmail.com. Love to have anybody on with me and get their stories out there as well. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Don't forget, get out to vapingswag.com. Pick yourself up some very cool gear and uh, some crazy wire. Support Shane, fantastic guy. Great part of the community as well. Adoreliquid.com. Get out there and support a company that means something and that puts their heart and soul into everything they do. Also, don't forget, this is very, very important. The next few weeks, do everything you possibly can to get in touch with representatives and support the Cole Bishop Amendment. It is a must, and we all got to take that little initiative and just get out and do it. Also, if you're in the market for something new and fresh, check out tvcelite.com, Elite by TVC. Another strawberry vape in 60 mil bottles. From what I understand, it's absolutely phenomenal. Also available at adoreeliquid.com. So get out and support Brian at TVC if you're looking for something new and fresh. 
Also, myvaporium.net, get in there and hook up with the Vape Fam. And also get out there and check out Addy Tooney and Giancarlo and the gang that are putting together the CP4R2B. The Just get on Instagram, search it, hashtag CP4R2B. You got to check this out. A raffle that's coming up, and from what I understand, it's like... Um, a lottery, a, a massive lottery. There's some fantastic prizes and stuff going on. Once again, thank you very much to my sponsors over at VaporCanada.com and also Jay at the Vape Depot, thevapedepot.ca. And coming up in Calgary on the 29th, he's got a fantastic vape meet. His vape meets are just phenomenal. They're a lot of fun. Get out there, check it out. I'm going to have more details on the next podcast. We'll get that out before that event takes place so that's going to wrap things up for me today and i can't thank you guys all enough for tuning in and listening and the encouragement to keep me going strong and we'll be looking forward to getting those details out on the future of the podcast and something new that's coming up as well also on the next podcast another vaping story and this one is guaranteed to tune you up that's going to do it Love you all. Keep healthy, keep happy, and keep on vaping. Thanks very much for listening. And everything is in its place. Oh, I woke up feeling great. Today was made for me. And life is good the way it should, the way.